You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning on this Tuesday. It is Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer's favorite day of the week. Thanks for being here. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I've got a story that yet again shows I will never win the uh, Parent of the Year Award. Share that in a little bit. Let Cell judge me. Uh, Ron Rivera. Not sure he's going to win a Coach of the Year award. And he has someone he'd like to blame. And we will let you listen to that later in the show. We've got NFL Power Rankings at the end of this hour. Not easy to do, Diesel. By the way, good morning, Tom. What's up? How's it going? Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday to you. Once you get past the first couple teams, it's kind of tricky to get to four and five. There's a lot, as you pointed out, there's a lot of mediocre records or mediocre teams, <clears throat> the Giants, with really good records. It's tricky. It's tough. We're going to wade through that for the listener. In about 30 or 40 minutes, uh, we'll talk some baseball. We've got best of five series now. So best of three, best of five, then best of seven. ALNLDS series beginning, and our buddy Matt Snyder will be on the show. CBSSports.com MLB writer, buy or sell in an hour and a half. And we'll sprinkle in a bunch of other stuff. But we'll start with that Kansas City Chiefs game last night. Chiefs hosting the Raiders on Monday Night Football. And here is the conclusion. Great teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. The Chiefs are a great football team and the Raiders are a bad football team for each of those reasons. I understand that if you're a Vegas fan, you can close your eyes, you can look at these first five games, you can stare at your 1-4 and four record, squinting your eyes, and try to see what you want to see like a Rorschach test. We've only lost these four games by a total of 14 points, and we were up 17 points on the Chiefs if we just held on, and we had some calls that went against us and some boneheaded plays at the end. None of it matters. And that's the miraculous part of the Kansas City Chiefs is their ability to win football games even when they do not play well, even when things go badly, even when opposing teams have dynamic moments in the game. And the Devontae Adams touchdown from Derek Carr at the end of the game in the fourth quarter was utterly outstanding. We'll get into the sort of play-by-play of a really weird, interesting end here in a second. There was, with all respect to the Tom Brady roughing the passer call a few days ago, the worst roughing the passer call, roughing the quarterback call, I think I've seen in my entire life against Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs. And a makeup call that happened later. Weird game, interesting game, good game. Chiefs win by a single point. I'll get into the details. But here's the takeaway. The Chiefs found a way again to win a football game that most teams would have lost. Almost every team in the NFL would have lost. And the Raiders found a way to lose a football game. Most teams would have found a way to win. And that defines each of these teams. Here's an incredible stat. Again, Chiefs were down at one point in the game yesterday, 17. Since 2018, since Mahomes became a starter in the National Football League. In games in which the Chiefs trail, his team trails by double digits, Mahomes is 12-9. and Now that doesn't probably jump off the page. It's a 57% win rate, but it should. At any point in a football game, when the Chiefs are down 10 or more, Patrick Mahomes wins, still wins, almost 60% of the time. And to put that in perspective... 
over that same stretch since Patrick Mahomes 2018 became the everyday starter for the Kansas City Chiefs. Every other quarterback in the National Football League, when they have been down 10 or more points, are 156, 873, and 4. Right, those are just numbers. Mahomes wins 57% of the time. Every other QB wins 15% of the time. Great teams, great quarterbacks, dominant, potentially dynastic teams are going to have moments of excellence, moments of total domination, moments of greatness, but they also find ways to win when they don't play particularly well. And after the game, man, I'm such a Patrick Mahomes fan. After the game, Mahomes talked about, again, how many times has he done this? Let me look at my stats. At least 12. Winning that game after a really rough start against the rival Raiders. You just don't know how guys are going to respond. I mean, we have a lot. We have a lot of the same players that have been in some deficit games, but at the same time, we have a lot of new guys as well. Um, and so, for guys to respond and just to keep battling, um, no matter we're down 17 points, um, and and show that we can fight back from anything, um, that's what you want to see out of any great football team. Now, this is going to hurt me because I like Andy Reid on a personal level, and I think he deserves a lot of credit for the excellence of Mahomes and the Chiefs. But I need to put Mahomes' ability to be one of the most remarkable comeback athletes, not quarterbacks, not football players, athletes in modern American sports into context. Mahomes is not just overcoming opponents who are trying to beat him, right? He's overcoming Andy Reid in game. And I have complained a little bit about Andy Reid on the show because he's cost me money. The Chiefs should have won the Colts game because of Andy Reid's decision-making. If you didn't see it yesterday... If you got kind of caught up in the big plays and Travis Kelsey, I did have on my fantasy teams four touchdowns, which ties a record for a tight end. But more importantly, I think more interestingly, under the bright lights and the pressure of Monday Night Football, it is a record at any position. Four receiving touchdowns for Travis Kelsey. I mean, the guy's a one-man wrecking crew. He looks incredible. If you got lost in that and in some of the really bad plays that we'll get into and into, and I'll hit this in a second, Devontae Adams, another receiver, just running into each other at the end of the game to end the game. Um... You, you, you might have missed Andy Reid doing everything he could to hand the game to the Raiders. Let, let's go through it here. So, it's a pretty good football game. Now, early in the game, to get context of this crazy ending, Chris Jones, who is a, a stud, goes and, and has a... And I've watched it I watched it in real time. I know it's everywhere on Twitter. I know this is universally agreed upon. But I watched it four or five times today just to make sure I wasn't, you know, had a couple beers. Let's make sure, you know, kids were running around the house. I, to make sure I didn't see it wrong. Chris Jones sacks Derek Carr. It is, he doesn't fall on top of him in any sort of, I mean, you have to be on top of, you have to make contact. The physics of tackling a quarterback are you have to touch him in order to bring him to the ground. Uh, you can't huff and puff and, and blow Derek Carr down. It doesn't, it, it doesn't work that way. It's not a fairy tale. Chris Jones tackles Derek, Derek Carr, penalty comes out, Chiefs go bonkers, gives the Raiders an opportunity. Okay, that's, that's later, that's earlier in the game. Then here is what is what happens. The Chiefs are coming down. And actually, the Raiders' defense, and their Chiefs are down, and, and the Raiders' defense makes a pretty impressive stop. And it's field goal time. And the Chiefs missed the field goal, but for the first time since 2014, I didn't even know this was a penalty, there was a defensive holding call against the Raiders, which is a makeup call. It's a garbage call. Again, this hasn't been called in eight years because it's defensive holding on a field goal, which gives the Chiefs a first down, automatic first down, five-year penalty, automatic first down, you could, see, I mean, the Raiders are apocalyptic. I can't even say that word. Chiefs come down, 
Travis Kelsey scores, and the Chiefs can just kick the extra point, and they're going to be up. They're going to be up eight, right? So all you have to do. There's not a lot of time left. We're in the fourth quarter. All the Chiefs have to. All Andy Reid has to do is kick the extra point, and then the Raiders have the pressure of scoring a touchdown, and then they have to go. Then they have to go for two just to just to tie the game. And what does Andy Reid do? Andy Reid goes for two inexplicably to try and guess and get it to two positions. And I'm screaming at my TV, you idiot! Okay, I am literally. As you would imagine, terrible play call. Terrible play call. Chiefs don't convert. Chiefs are up seven. Very little time left in the game. Raiders get the ball. Now, Devontae Adams, who we're going to get to in a second, who has been frustrated this year, left the Green Bay Packers, about to get a whole lot more frustrated, has not had the kind of season that that he wanted. Not a touchdown early in the game, but he went absolutely dark in the second half, uh, was nowhere near the football. The Chiefs were doubling him. They were forcing the Raiders to go somewhere else. They weren't able to. They lost their tight end, and the offense had somewhat stagnated. That's part of the reason the adjustments by the Chiefs defensive coordinator uh, Spags was and really taking Adams out of the game is part of the reason Chiefs are able to come back. There's a there's a huge play, and again, not that you care, but also had Devontae. I had the most miraculous fantasy comeback in history yesterday. Also had Devontae Adams. Adams with the with just a bomb run, basically outruns the Chiefs entire defense and secondary touchdown. Boom. Game is almost over. All that has to happen is that Josh McDaniels, whose team has won three and desperately needs to win. All he has to do is um, is kick the field goal, and the game is tied, and we'll see what happens. Now, I understand the logic here, right? You're, you're on the sideline, you're down one, and you're facing Patrick Mahomes, and nobody can ever stop him, and all he ever d- does is, is make these miraculous and amazing comebacks. But what, what the Raiders choose to do is also go for it. You have back-to-back two-point conversions that inevitably fail. Jacobs, uh, an inch short, it's incredibly incredibly, incredibly close. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs get the ball back. They start to move the ball down the field. Looks like a pretty easy opportunity and all to just run the clock out, and then the offense stalls. Terrible third down call. Chiefs have, have to punt the football, and the Raiders start to march down the field. Now there's a big first down by a rookie receiver who doesn't get his feet down. It's fairly controversial. He did not get his foot down before he got possession of the ball. But the big play is that on fourth and one, with the game nearing its conclusion... The Raiders choose to throw the ball instead of just run the ball and keep it going. And Devontae Adams runs into, literally on the left side of the field, one of his own receivers and falls down. When I saw it, right, because there's a lot going on, I thought, oh, my God, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I'm like, oh, my God, and I had money on the Chiefs. Oh, my God, it's pass interference, right? There's two Raiders on the ground down the field on a big play. Nope, just a Josh McDaniels play over two. Two receivers literally run into each other like some sort of stupid Warner Brothers cartoon that that little Will is watching probably on the weekends in the D-cell home. And then Devontae Adams is so frustrated at the end of the game, he actually, and you can't do this, and he apologized, and I get it, and you lose your temper, pushes a camera guy over, an employee at um, Chief Stadium. It was not a good look. And this has all happened in the last 5, 10, 15 minutes. It felt like 30 seconds at the end of the fourth quarter. It's a lot to consume. It's a lot to take in. But the takeaway is this. The Raiders are up 17. The Raiders weren't able to get the, fo- the football to Devontae Adams to the very end of the game. The Raiders weren't able to convert a two-point conversion. They would have given them the chance to win the football game. The Raiders are 1-4 having lost those four games by a combined 14 points. The Raiders are poorly coached. That's it. That's the deal. Josh McDaniels has been a disaster so far. You are what your record says you are, but you get into the details of why the Raiders have this record. It's because 
they have made terrible decision-making and can't win close football games. And that is on the head coach. You're not going to fire the guy. You're going to give him time, but it is not a good beginning. On the other side of the equation, and we'll get to where the Chiefs rank in the NFL later in the show, but they're clearly one of the best teams in the National Football League. And I'm sure there is a temptation today by some of the folks around that talk for a living, that do what I do, that cover the NFL, to think the Chiefs are vulnerable because they play with their food a little bit too much and they don't put teams away. And I understand that thinking. I just see it differently. No matter how poorly they play at times, no matter how well, at least in first halves or certain parts of games, other teams play, and despite Andy Reid's in-game awfulness, and I like Andy Reid is an amazing architect of his team, but man, his decision-making. Patrick Mahomes finds ways to win football games. Give the defense credit for the adjustments in the second half. Give Spags, the defensive coordinator, credit for the ability to reverse what was a, a Raiders offensive juggernaut early in the game. All of that. That is Patrick Mahomes. That is Travis Kelsey. And that's what a championship team looks like. The Chiefs should not have won that football game. They shouldn't have. And the only reason they, they lost that Colts game was another ridiculous call. We don't know what Chris Jones said. Same guy. Uh, another, it wasn't robbing the passer. It was, I think, unsportsmanlike conduct in, in that. We don't know what he said, but it, it cost the Chiefs a game, as did Andy Reid's inability to just make the right decision in the moment. When you win games like that, when you win games where you should lose, it speaks to a level of excellence that will absolutely manifest itself later in the season. Do not sleep on the Chiefs. I don't think you are. Don't do it, man. One of the greatest offensive tight ends in the history of the sport, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the sport, a pretty good defense is able to make adjustments, and a winning mentality that separates Kansas City from most other teams. 855-212-4CBS if you want to give us a call. And Devontae Adams, don't push people, man. I like Devontae I don't know Devontae Adams, but from a distance, right? Likeable guy, apologized immediately. Normally, I'd roll my eyes, kind of believe that he lost his temper. It doesn't really matter. You can't push people. You just can't. That's just some, I mean, that could have been me or you. I mean, you don't do that for a living, but I've been on those fields before. I would have, I would have been splayed, too. That dude went down. I would have gone down, too. No judgment, cameraman guy. Also, Devontae, hey, I hope you see this. I'm sorry, man. Maybe go find him. I bet they can find him for you. You can, like, get on this thing called a telephone and apologize that way. But it underscores how miserable Adams is. Whether it's out of character or, or it's in character, but he did it in front of the, the world. Either way, you don't do that unless you're really off balance. Things ain't good in Vegas, man. Losers lose, winners win. That is wisdom. To, to quote Van Wilder, which is a movie that Diesel's never seen, starring Ryan Reynolds before his you know sort of emergence of superstardom, Diesel, write that down. Winners win, losers lose. And sports talk radio host just... Babylon. 855-2124-CBS. Uh, I'm not going to win a parent of the year contest. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, Ron Rivera doesn't like his quarterback. We're going to talk about that. And Andrew Bogus is back and, and the Mets lost. And that's that's unfortunate, but we're going to have to bring that up too. All that's coming up next on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show on this Tuesday. Diesel, I can't decide if Tuesdays are the worst day of the week or because I put in the universe, that's how it feels. But now Lori, my wife, doesn't like Tuesdays. Now my daughter doesn't dig Tuesdays. My buddy Reed doesn't like Tuesdays. You are down on Tuesdays. I just think Tuesdays, right? Monday, you're sort of like, okay, I've emotionally accepted the weekend's over. I also have Monday Night Football to look forward to. And it hasn't really clicked in how long the week is. Wednesday is a really dumb name called Hump Day. Uh, that's not dumb. Fair. 
Don't, over, I, don't overthink it here. Tuesday is the worst day it. of the week. My wife actually started calling it Tired Tuesday. Tired Tuesday. Yeah. That's a good little alliteration. Are you sure you didn't hear it and she didn't say tired of you today? Very possible. Okay. I may have selective hearing, heard what I wanted to hear. Got it. Um, maybe I could follow up with her about that. Kind of like Eeyore and Eyesore. I, I, my, that was my bad. That was I. It wasn't even me. It was the it was the autocorrect. Put it tight in the old the old files. Um, the Commanders are not being uh, have not had real commanding performances so far in the National Football League. They're one and four. Interestingly, they beat a a Jacksonville team that has I think looked fairly good at times. Jacksonville's actually outscored their opponents by a pretty healthy amount. Like the metrics say that they should be better than I think. I think the Jags are two and three. I don't have it in front of me. Love doing this stuff off the top of my head. It makes detail run to the Google machine. But the commanders have been disappointing. They've played poorly. Carson Wentz has not been the answer. And Wentz had a pretty good weekend until the very end, the interception on what should have been the game-winning drive. But the guy is completing 63% of his passes. He's got 10 touchdowns to six picks. He's not He's not looked great. Still, it, and I'll let you listen here. We're, we're going to let you listen to the question from the reporter and the answer from Ron Rivera. But this is metaphorically Rivera steering a giant bus and running over his quarterback again and again and again. The Giants, you know, they're up to a faster start. The Eagles, the Cowboys, you know, they've kind of all been rebuilding too the last couple of years, and it seems like they're farther ahead. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. I mean, with quarterback like the Cowboys, for instance, they're they don't have Dak Prescott this season and still have been able to. Well, they win. started with well, they, they started, started with them, but they and they built around Dak. And the offense is built around Dak. Um, their backup's a, a guy that is very solid inside of it, inside of what they do. Um, and the truth is that, that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback chose the quarterback here, though, so do you have any regrets about that, or how do you... No, I got no regrets about that quarterback. I think our quarterback has done some good things. There's been a couple of games that he struggled, um, but you look at his numbers from yesterday, and you would say, okay, look at his numbers he's had throughout the year. There was a time he was, you know, um, very solid, and then, um, un- you know, we had the unfortunate Philadelphia game, and he struggled a little bit in the Dallas game, but the way he performed yesterday, it just shows you what he's capable of, and you know, we chose him because we believe him. We chose him because we looked at what we felt were, were, were things that pointed towards him. Oh, my. Imagine, Diesel, I want you to imagine for a moment that, that, that the world wants to know everything about your life. And you're at, a, you're at your weekly press conference, right? And by the way, can reporters just, I know it's hard, I've done it. You just ask the question. Other teams in the division are playing better than you. What's, good, what, what, what's been the... You don't need to speechify. You don't need to... This isn't freshman year history class where every kid is asking questions to hear the sound of their own voice. You already know what your voice sounds like. Sit down. But anyway, someone stands up and says, uh, D-Cell, yeah, yeah, and they're all nervous, right? Is this microphone on? So, you know, you've had a rough... It's Tuesday, and Tuesdays aren't your favorite, and it's, yeah, you've had a rough... What's well, just been the hardest thing in your life lately? You know, and if you go, wife... You're in so much trouble <laughs> when you get home. I mean, I don't think Rivera's wrong, though. Wentz sucks. But you, it's week, it's week, it's going to be, it's, I guess we're in week six now. You, you, 
You got to ride with this guy. We talked you, about this a few weeks ago. They are not competitive when, when I had it in buy or sell, should Ron Rivera be on the hot seat? This is a bad football team all around. It's not just Carson Wentz. They're not the Colts of last season. They should be winning because they're a really good team, except for the quarterback. They stink. As a team, as a franchise, they're terrible. And Ron Rivera is pointing the finger at Carson Wentz. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's the first time I felt bad. You said the, you said this morning you actually were sort of side, siding with Wentz. I haven't felt bad for Carson Wentz in a long time. A long time. Has he been good this year? No. He has been times where he's been really bad. He is maybe like sixth or seventh on their list of problems right now. I don't sixth or seventh. All right, maybe I mean, fourth, he is maybe terrible. Fourth or fifth. They, they are two and three. All around. They stink he, all around. They should be two and three. I mean, he gave that game away. That's him. That that's him. All right, poor Commanders. Um, and what is he? More, what I yeah. mean, what is he talking about with the Giants? They have Daniel Jones. Dak Prescott hasn't played since Week One. Quarterback. Ron quarterback. Rivera. What are you talking about? He's not talking about other quarterbacks. He's talking about how much he hates his own quarterback. That is all he's talking about. The poor reporter had no idea he was getting a, a national news story either. He's just trying to make a like. He's just trying to speechify. What do you think that do? I should make fun of his voice. That's that's not very nice. I get um, I get on reporters all the time, and you're the one who tells me that it's difficult. And I agree with you. I've come around difficult. on this one, but I love the follow up. Well, Ron, nobody twisted your arm to trade for Carson Wentz. So what's going on here? No, it's you're 100 percent right. Can I read, Andrew, a text exchange you and I had this morning? Can I just – good morning, Andrew Bogus. Can I read it? Can I just read – I just want to give some context. to. And this is just full disclosure, so we can all make judgments about who the bad guy is. Let me just get to Was it. I not involved in this one? I was – I... No, you and me – it's you and me, Diesel, about Andrew. Oh, oh, you asked me if you could read it. And I said – I was about to say which thread you're talking about because there have been more than one between you and I this morning. But if it's a Diesel thread, I can't wait to hear it. Not our friendship thread. Not our ever-running sort of, okay, <clears throat> me. This is really early, too. It's like, it's like 5.40 in the morning, my time. Scale 1 to 10, how hard should I go with Bogus on Mets? And I want you to know I meant this. I wanted a producer to guide me. Would you like to guess his answer? I'm just going to tell you. 7.5. I feel like that's fair. That seems low. I feel like that's fair. <laughs> Steve Dye. Because sports pain is the I thought about you this weekend. I didn't. And we have a running joke about the Kluger. Adam Kluger used to work here. Kluger worked for the Padres station. And because the Mets lost, the Kluger's spending the whole week in L.A. And so now Adam and I are hanging out because of the Mets. So the Mets brought me a friend to my town. But it is like it is a brutal like, I'm, I'm not making fun. It's brutal, and I do know what that's like. Like, we all do. We all have teams we love. I'm sorry. I don't even know what to say. I guess I'm just, I'm sorry that that happened. That was that was awful. And and you had a front row seat. Well, don't apologize. I'm not even going to listen to these. Uh, Bill, you don't need to apologize. You're not a padre. You are not Trent Grisham or Austin Nola or Joe Musgrove. But I have one thing to say in response. Blue shirts. Blue shirts. It's hockey season, baby. It's hockey season, Get baby. Get on the ice. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Diesel, you're not a part of this conversation. I thought you were going to go three, Tom. I really, I thought you were going to say correctly, hey, 
it's fine to bust chops, but that's a painful. That's a. I feel like I scaled it back a little bit. Seven seven five on the mean scale. Yeah. They collapsed. Oh, no. He's been saying all year they didn't collapse. They collapsed. I mean, you're not going to follow this, but if Barcelona loses to Inter tomorrow, I'm going to be so angry. I watched that. I watched that in a hotel in the East Coast the, the last week's, and I. This is not an exaggeration. I picked up my computer to throw it against the wall, and then realized that it's only hurting me, and it's also a company computer, so I probably shouldn't do it. But I. That kind of pain sucks, man. Um, Andrew, you might be the wrong guy to ask this, but I, I'm interested in your opinion. Do you? How do you? What do you think about the format? Given, because I thought it. He and I, Tom and I, argued about this. I thought it was shockingly compelling. I was into every single every game was for me had tension, but obviously for for from a Mets perspective, you have this incredible season and it comes to an end in a pretty arbitrary best of three series. If you are able to remove yourself, or to whatever degree you can, do you like the format? Well, I'm a professional, and I'm an adult, unlike one of us on the program. So I can do all of those things that you're asking, and I... Does it bother me? <laughs> you sound so happy, T-Cell. And... Tone it down. I liked it. I, I'm, except for if you can, if I take my yeah. personal pain out of it, I think even more keeping it in, the my point last week was especially the top wild card needs the protection of not playing just one game that can turn on an injury, a bad ump call, a bad start. So the Mets had two chances to rescue their season and they only cashed in on one of them, but we got three upsets. Yeah. The Phillies, the Mariners and the Padres all winning on the road to advance. We had the ridiculous 15-inning Cleveland game on Saturday. We had the Mariners remarkable comeback. And awesome. the Padres were supposed to be good all year long and weren't. And then looked like a good team this weekend. And I don't give them a lot. I don't think they're going to beat the Dodgers. But if they all of a sudden have figured out the level of play they're supposed to be at, maybe these next five games are even more exciting for our boy Kluger. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I was totally, I was into it. I was. It still needs to be evaluated. I'm curious what having four or five days off means yes, for... Yes, that's the second part of it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I, I loved it. Um, can I just do a real quick public service announcement? Or just, I'm a bad parent, or I don't know. My son, Henry, I think we've talked about this on, on the air, my 10-year-old, really wants to watch it and read the book It. I started reading him The Shining the other night, and I'm not... I'm, that's over. I made it six pages, and I I'm like... I tried to tell you. Wait, you've no. read a book? Yes, it's been a while. You read The Shining? Yeah, and I've read what? It. Oh, it's a man. I might read him it. I have to like skip a I've bunch of stuff. I've read both of those. You should read him neither of them. So him and I, I've, re- I've only read it. Well, if I had to choose one, would you choose it? Just because it's, I forgot The Shining's about a, a parent who does bad things to his family. Yeah. Wrong neither book. one of these are good. Please don't read either one of these to him. Well, he and I went to play a little one-on-one soccer. This is what Henry loves to do. Now he wants to go play soccer, and we go to a soccer field and play full one-on-one, 30-minute. On a regular-sized field? It's like a kid size, but it ain't small for for me. And then he thinks they're thirty minute halves. I don't know why I'm whispering either. He's in the car listening, or he's not. And they are, buddy. Laurie, turn the radio off. We actually be fifteen minute halves, and I'm dying at the end. I'm just I'm out of. So we're driving back, and I, I I chalked this up to being a little exhausted and a little, you know. And he kicked the ball in my face, which was awesome. It was a really good moment. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I want to watch Scream. He's go- we're going as the, as the Scream bad guy to Halloween together. And we have the outfits. And in a moment of weakness, cause I was thinking it's not that bad. I'm like, okay, like maybe you can watch it. Maybe. You can. And I get home, I tell Lori. 
She's like, yeah, let's 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 watch let's watch the first ten minutes and see what it's because we haven't seen that movie in fifteen years. So the kids go in the other room; they can hear it. And we put. Do you guys remember the opening scene of Scream with Drew Barrymore? Of course. In my memory, it's like really great. Maybe you see it differently as a parent. I was hor- I didn't sleep. I was horrified. There's it's it's terribly violent. The parents are there. She gets you know strung up on a tree. Long story short, I don't think my kids should watch Scream. But I think maybe my my children heard it from the other room because they didn't. None, nobody in the writer house slept last night. Parent of the year. Yeah, I mean, and, and my daughter is about to be twelve, so we're like starting to like let her be home by herself for like ten minutes at a time. Yeah, I can't show her that movie when poor Drew is home by herself making popcorn. The next thing <laughs> she knows, she's been gutted on the front lawn. Come gutted, on. and Come mom on. and dad are there. I mean, even. You gotta talk to me about these things because even Hocus Pocus is a is a dicey proposition. Because Hocus- hold on, hold on. Hocus Pocus. Yeah, you know why? Because they're going after a virgin. You want to have that conversation with your kids? You what's can, that? You can finagle. Oh, that I didn't one. think of that. Best of luck with that, DC. You can finagle that one. Can you? Yeah. I that's can't. Not the imagery. You've, got, you've got a commercial break to finagle the definition of that word. <laughs> There's not for an 11 year old of what you said being <laughs> gutted on the front lawn. I'd almost rather sign up for blood and gore and say this will never happen, <laughs> as opposed to a, an actual, you know, dictionary definition of the word virgin. Yeah, I'm with that you. conversation. Also, do you want your kids to be sort of subconsciously thinking, I guess if I'm not, whatever this first thing is, I'm safer? Yeah. <laughs> you also, Diesel, don't have a daughter. So it's a right. different. Yeah. 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 Well, I your can't... wife tells you it's time for another kid, and if that kid's a girl, get back to me. Oh, my God. All your hair will be gray. Your hair will be white by the time you're 10. I, I don't think I'm going to have that problem because all my hair's falling out already. I would pay, and I mean this, I would pay, and I don't have a lot of money, I'd pay $2,000 to have a live cam of the moment you have the birds and the bees talk with, with your kid. Like, I'd love to see you try to do that. My wife's going to have to do that. I can't do that. You see, uh, just read it. It'll explain, it'll explain everything. Here's the Shining. Here's a book. <laughs> read it. Oh, anyway, Scream. I, I had not, that stuff's different when you're a parent. I'm just, it, it was a, so, I, so I'm not going to let my kids watch Scream. That's the. That's the deal. Is Hocus Pocus 2 virgin-centric as well? That I don't know. But my, my daughter has seen that with her friends. So if it came up again, it was handled by another 11-year-old. So not That's me. That's the way so to do it. I, I agree. Parents of the year, plural. She she came home this year and asked us like why we didn't teach her some things. I'm like, because your friends are supposed to beat me to it. Pick a friend who knows a couple of things. I, I've learned all my bad things from Jason Giavelli in grammar school. Where's your Jason? What is Jason Giavelli doing now? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I believe the last time Facebook alerted me, he was a U.S. Postal Service worker. Oh, it'd be amazing if he was teaching sex ed at a high school. No, I don't think so. I, I hope not. But he did to the he did to the rest of us because his parents were divorced, and his dad did the cool dad, you know, divorced dad thing, and like. Made him, dated a, a younger woman. No, What's like the cool? told, like, okay. like they were, there were fewer rules. They, mm. they were, they were more adult conversations, I guess, in that household. So Jason knew all of those things before the rest of us did, and he was our conduit to the adult world. Jason Giavelli was your was your Sherpa for, for he was into adulthood. Yeah, he was. You're gonna want to go over there. See, <laughs> <laughs> got it. He didn't say, "Here's a book. Get back to me." <laughs> got it. Got it. All right. Uh, let's do 
Let's do NFL power rankings here on a, a, a kind show, even though D-Cell's influence sometimes reigns supreme. What are you throwing your arms up for? What? I, I'm the one getting made fun of. What did I do to you guys? 7-5. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I thought you were going to go 2. I, I really did. And, and the, the, this is the messed up part of my personality. Had you gone 3, I would have gone hard, I think. But when you went 7-5, I thought it's – when it comes to interpersonal relationships with you and Bogus, I don't trust your instincts. I, I, I thought I was being I, nice with a 7-5. I mean, 7-5 is pretty, pretty rough. All right. <laughs> Let's do NFL power rankings here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. This song crops up from time to time. Is this is this one of the one of the, the songs that lives in your brain, D Cell? Is this one of your one of your faves? A really good beat here. Love this beat. You like the beat? I like it. Um My wife told me to beat it basically, uh, after the last segment. Hit me up, let me know that I told the scream story wrong. Apparently what I said, I think this is right, is let's wa- let Henry, my ten year old, watch the first ten minutes of Scream and see what we think. And Lori goes, no, 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 no. We'll watch the first 10 minutes to make sure it's okay. Which it wasn't. And big, never will be. Big difference there. Oh, yeah. No, parent of the year. Right here. If there was a parent power rankings, there aren't enough numbers. The The quest to solve pi is an equivalent amount of effort to find where low down on the list of parental parent parental power rankings it's hard to say i don't know where i'd be lower parental power rankings or pronunciation power rankings let's do instead because it's easier and probably more interesting nfl power rankings some will rise others will fall let the ranking begin on writer than use nfl power rankings Number five. Let me start here as by way of explanation. This is tough at the four and five range, D-Cell. And I did not chicken out with the ties. I got the Niners here. I have the lackluster, at least my record, Niners here. In part because I actually think that they are a better football team than most of the teams that are out there. And... Their point differential is second best in the National Football League. Their defense is, what would you say, Deesa? I don't want to get, top three, isn't that fair? I think that's fair. Top three. I think that win, that win against the, the Rams is, is legit. And I maybe it's, maybe it's recency bias or observation bias because I've watched a lot of their games. I think that they are going to be a formidable football team. They made the NFC Championship game last year. Jimmy Garoppolo has been good enough for them to be competitive. There's a whole lot of mediocrity out there. Give me the Niners in a bit of a, a bit of an upset. Number four. This really pains me. In, in, in some ways, this is your team. In some ways, it's not. I've got the Dallas Cowboys here. I don't know how to make sense of, of the Cowboys. They're 4-1. and one. They've won. What are you looking at? They've won four in a row. Cooper rushes their quarterback. He's been good enough. Dallas also, and maybe the best defense in the National Football League, certainly in in the conversation for that. I buy. Uh, it feels kind of dirty. Here's the thing: I don't. I'm not a big believer in the Bucks. 
They haven't been super consistent. I'm not sure what to make of a 3-2 and two Packers team. They have, And I know that their last game was in London, but they seem off a little bit. The Titans aren't a very good football team. The Ravens are a question mark. I don't buy the Jets. The Dolphins don't have Tua. I'm not a Cowboys hater. I'm just a. I'm just. I te- Here's the thing. Is it crazy that I, I I might drop them from my power rankings the minute Dak comes back? That's kind of where my head is. Will Dak come back and play right away? We have a QB controversy. I love the Cooper Rush QB controversy. You said this the other day, and you were right. I was looking at these teams. There's so much mediocrity in the National Football League. You could you could make a compelling case for seven or eight teams to be at four or five. But when we get to the this next tier, it is a tier unto itself. Number three. I've got the Eagles here. And is that a little crazy to have them all the way down here, even though they're 5-0, and oh, even though Mike Florio said the best team in the National Football League? Probably it is. I understand they're the only undefeated team left. The differential between them and the teams above them is their quarterback. I like Jalen Hurts. I think, I don't know, I'm not convinced like the two guys who leave the two teams above on the list. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a NFL quarterback. I think he's going to be more than Baker Mayfield has established himself as, and that is a guy that starts in the National Football League. The heights he can get to, the level he can get to individually, I'm not as optimistic on that as I am on the names that we're going to get to here in a second. The Eagles are the other team that have a top three defense in the National Football League. They've won the games in front of them. I get all of that, and I understand if you're in Philly, you might be like, that's ridiculous. But when Philly loses a game at some point, they're not going 17-0, and everyone else drops them from one of their power rankings to five, or they actually had them in their own mind's eye. I'm not going to have to make that stupid consideration. I'm just being honest now. Currently the third best team in the National Football League. They're really, really good. But they're not as good as a few teams ahead of them. Number two. I got the Bills here. I got the Bills at two. Best point differential in the NFL. Some some quality wins. Josh Allen's a stud. Also a great defense. And we're, we're going to have an answer to where they rank. They play the Chiefs, what, this week? I think, I think it's Chiefs-Bills next, isn't it, Diesel? There are two... Maybe three of you include the Eagles, elite teams in the NFL. And the Bills are one of those teams. The Bills have allowed, so far this season, the fewest points in the NFL tied with the Niners. We know they can put a ton of points on the board. They've scored the most points in the National Football League so far this year outside of a single team that we're going to hear from right now. Number one. Kansas City Chiefs, man. I, I just, I, I know they're not blowing teams away. I know that they are being a little lackadaisical early in games. And I know that I cite the same stats over and over again, but I think that they're truths that need to be spoken. The core of this team is Patrick Mahomes. Its defense has improved every single year over the last four years. It's a team, and I keep saying this, I'm just gonna I'm gonna beat this drum. Four consecutive AFC championship games, two Super Bowls in that four year span, a Super Bowl win. And they should be five and zero. They should not have lost. I know they lost, I got it, I get it. They're the best team in the NFL, they have the best player in the National Football League. For me, it's not even a question. But we're gonna get an answer. Chiefs Bills is a great football game. 
the two best teams in the NFL are going to play each other. The two teams, barn injury and some, some weird stuff happened. And last year the Bengals got hot. It happens. Two teams that are probably going to play each other in the AFC Championship game are going at each other. And remember, there's only a single bye now. It's a different format than several years ago. So a game like, like Bill's Chiefs, when each of those teams are 4-1, and one, is hugely significant. Cannot wait for that game. Honorable mention. All right, so I got the Packers here, and I got the Giants here. Which team, D-Cell, if you were me, if you were, if we did Inside D-Cell, an Inside D-Cell's brain show where everything I said was your opinion, would you have the Giants higher, or would you have the Packers team that just lost to the Giants higher? I get it. They just lost to them, but, Bill, the answer is the Packers. It's the same logic you use to rank the Philadelphia Eagles as the third best team in the NFL. We all know what their record says they are, but we all know what the eye test actually is. Are the Eagles good? Yes. Are the Giants overplaying our expectations? Yes. Green Bay's still the better team, though. I don't know, man. Green Bay this year has scored 97 points. Their opponents have scored 96 points. It's a pretty good defensive output. But there's just been, you know what it is? Aaron Rodgers has looked like the Aaron Rodgers I've, I've, we've watched at NFC Championship games. He's had moments where he can, he can win the game himself and hasn't done it. I, I find the Packers to be one of the most interesting question marks in sports right now. Usually I feel really confident. That London game got me off that a little bit. All right, let's turn our attention to some baseball. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports, CBSSports.com, MLB writer. Going to talk MLB playoffs with us next here on CBS Sports Radio. 